Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Some Other Sphere. If you enjoy it, please leave a rating on your preferred podcast platform or like and share it on social media, as it all really helps to promote the show. If you'd like to support the upkeep of the podcast as well, you can donate via Ko-fi. Go to ko-fi.com forward slash some other sphere podcast to find out more. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at spherical underscore pod. Thank you again. And now on to the episode. Hello and welcome to Some Other Sphere, a podcast exploring our strange world, one conversation at a time. Hosted by Rick Palmer. My guest for this episode is Gregory Forth, who joined me to discuss his book Between Ape and Human, an anthropologist on the trail of a hidden hominoid. Gregory received his doctorate at Oxford and was a professor of anthropology at the University of Alberta for more than three decades. He is a fellow of the Royal Society of Canada and the author of more than 100 scholarly papers and several academic books. Between Ape and Human is his first book for a general audience. While doing fieldwork in the Leo region of the Indonesian island of Flores, he came across people talking about half-ape-like, half-human-like creatures called Laihoa that once lived in a cave on the slopes of a nearby volcano. Over the years, he continued to record what locals had to say about these mystery hominoids, while searching for ways to explain them as imaginary symbols of the wild or other cultural representations. In 2003, however, Skeletons of a small-statured early human species named Homo floresiensis were excavated in a cave in western Flores. In view of this timing and the striking resemblance of floresiensis to the mystery creatures described by the islanders, Gregory began to think about the creatures reported to him as possibly reflecting a real species, either now extinct but retained in cultural memory, or perhaps even still surviving. I begin the interview by talking with Gregory about how his interest in researching ape-man encounters on Flores started, and then the discussion moves to the book itself, which across four sections examines the space the Laihawa occupy in islanders' culture, as both natural creatures and as supernatural beings. Gregory's research reveals a fascinating anthropological mystery, which made for a really interesting conversation. Enjoy! Greg, welcome to the podcast. Well, I'm pleased to be here. The research that goes into the book is centred on the island of Florence and the Leo people. To begin mm-hmm. with, can we talk a little bit about how your interest in that part of the world started and your association with those people? Yeah, um, I um, w- when I decided to become a, um, an anthropologist, a, a social or cultural anthropologist, I, um, I, I was interested in uh, doing uh, field research, field work in, uh, in, in Indonesia, uh, particularly Eastern Indonesia, in, in uh, connection with a number of, uh, um, you know, topical interests I had, uh, I, I had at, at, at the time. I was interested in uh, 
small scale, what used to be called primitive uh, societies. And um, I actually started my my doctoral research on uh, an island called Sumba, which is not far away from Flores. Um, and that was back in the 1970s. And then uh, in the 1980s, I, uh, I took up a position in, in Singapore and I had the opportunity then to start a new piece of, uh, of research. And I, uh, well, for, uh, for various reasons, I decided to go to, to Flores in, in particular to look at a people called the Nage, who, uh, had never really been, uh, uh, written about, um, written about before not not much what was uh, available in print uh, so it was sort of uh, you know original exploratory uh, research the um the topic of um of the the ape men as i call them the, the these hominoids really uh it, it um it, it came up uh, quite uh, quite by chance as as i describe in the uh in the book, I mean, soon after I arrived on on Flores, I um, I began hearing about uh, you know these small human-like uh, but not really human uh, creatures that uh, the the Nage people said uh, used to live uh, in their region a few hundred years ago, but uh, you know it's since uh, become uh, become extinct. Anyway, uh, the um, these hominoids were. Uh, spoken about at least in various parts of Flores and uh, but it, it was really in, in Leo that I um, you know I, I got the definite message that these things are still around although although rare and um, I, I mean I one of my general interests in, in this part of the world was also um, the natural environment uh, animals uh, and local knowledge uh, of uh, uh, of, of animals, so um, you know, speak about the, these, uh, talk about these hominoids, uh, uh, sort of fitted in uh, with uh, uh, with that, and um, yeah, no. Eventually, I, um, I I began work with with Leo people, uh, as you mentioned, uh, further uh, further east on the island of uh, of, of Flores, and, and these indeed were the people, as I said, who. Uh, uh, who who claim that um, uh, hominoids or, or ape men are, are still still around in in small numbers, you know, very rare, but uh, people do uh, see them now. Um, it was after that uh, um, that uh, I heard about the discovery of of Homo floresiensis, the the fossil uh, hominin, um, which, to make a long story short. Uh, was about the same size as uh, as the eight men that Leo described, um, and and in other ways, it's quite a remarkable fit uh, between their descriptions of uh, of these local hominoids and uh, the reconstructions of the, uh, the the fossil hominin, which was was Homo floresiensis, also known as the <laughs> the Hobbit. Um, uh, which was actually discovered in in the uh, the western part of uh, Flores, some uh, some uh, distance away. So um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, for one thing, the um, you know, the, the clearly the the, the Leo reports uh, of their eight men couldn't uh, derive from their having read uh, um, newspaper articles or, or uh, what have you about. Uh, Homo floresiensis, and it was really for that reason that I uh, 
you know, I, I began to take a, a closer look at, at what they had to say about uh, um, uh, about the, these these bipedal upright, uh, you know, uh, walking on two legs uh, apes or ape-like uh, uh, humans. Mm. And so the discovery of Homo floresiensis, was, was that sort of the point at which the, you, you felt it was a good time to focus your research on this subject? Yeah, well, that, 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 that's right. Um, exactly put. Although I, um, you know, I continued researching uh, other topics uh, as well during my time on, on Florida. The last time I was there was, uh, what, about four years ago, uh, um, actually. So, uh, yeah, reasonably, uh, reasonably up to date. Um, yeah, no, I, I certainly wouldn't uh, have considered going ahead with a book if uh, if uh, um, it, it hadn't been for this remarkable coincidence between uh, what Homo floresiensis is supposed to look like and, and what uh, the Leo people describe their local hominoids as uh, still alive, still, well, not flourishing, but uh, surviving anyway, uh, according to what they say, uh, what, what they look like. Hmm. Part one of your book is is about what the, the people say about this this being, whether it's natural or or supernatural. How did you go about working out how to find that information out from people? Did you design a way to to try and get that information from from the people that you knew in the area? Yeah, I. Um... I mean, what I do in the book, of course, is, is to uh, look at a number of ways in which this this image, if you want to call it that, of the ape men, uh, might be um, uh, might be explained. So, um, in uh, you know, straight away in in, in chapter three, I I, uh, I, I talk about uh, um, what what Leo say about um, beings that we we can assume. Are, are purely imaginary, um, which is to say, forest spirits uh, and other, uh, you know, supernatural uh, uh, beings. And as I show there, uh, um, that they're they're quite different. You know, that the, the ape men on the one hand and the uh, supernaturals uh, on on the other. Um, indeed, they themselves deny that uh, ape men are another kind of of spirit. Although you know, they do recognize various kinds of spirits and and they you know that they, they uh, uh consider them to be uh to be real as would um you know anybody who who believed in in god say um but or for that matter uh, ghosts but um yeah so so just to get back to your your question what i was i i was concerned throughout um in my work uh in field to um Put uh, put the eight men in some kind of a, a broader uh, cultural, uh, linguistic, and, and social uh, social context. And indeed, I, I uh, you know a lot of my work was taken up with uh, um, uh, listening to to what they had to say about uh, uh, about forest spirits. And, and uh, yeah, as, as I said, the uh, these things are, are represented quite differently from eight men. And for one thing. Uh, spiritual beings are normally invisible. You know, most people are, are unable to to see them uh, in uh, in in waking life. Uh, that they say uh, um, in their own language, 
they say that uh, um, spiritual beings are uh, uh, my mesa, which means only spirit. You know, they have no 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 bodies, and and the list goes on of ways in which they contrast with the uh, the ape man. So so that that yeah, I mean, uh, looking into their their indigenous religion really. Uh, was an important part of uh, um, of the material that that went into the book. Mm. And where the people that you spoke to said it was a a natural creature, are you looking are you looking for commonalities in terms of the behaviour that that they reported to you? And and did you find did you find that in terms of things that the ape men might do or did do? Yeah, uh, um, yeah, no. There was a good bit of, of consistency between you know the the different uh, different accounts, including uh, both sort of general accounts of uh, what people thought ape men looked like, and uh, um, eyewitness uh, eyewitness uh, reports. At the same time, that there were differences which uh, um, made sense for for a natural creature. They they weren't uh, you know stereotypes like. Uh, some imaginary uh, beings are uh, are often uh, represented as as uh, uh, as beings. So um, you know that that also supported the, the hypothesis, the interpretation that uh, um, that the, the what they describe is based in some kind of, of natural, you know, observable uh, observable creature, um, and. Um, uh, yeah, you know that the, the I, I mean other uh, other interpretations I explore include that um, that they uh, what 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 people had had seen was uh, uh, or heard about uh, were, were monkeys, for example. You know, a familiar uh, a familiar animal, most most notably uh, macaque monkeys. There's a there's only one species of monkey on the island. Uh, we can fairly safely say and um you know they're very very familiar animals so you know for those reasons and others they're also they also have uh, very very long tails in fact they're called long-tailed macaques this particular species uh, and uh, you know it's difficult to see why they would mistake one of those for uh, uh for, for an ape man so uh, and, and there are other interpretations besides which i I test out uh, in the book. So, yeah, my, my, my conclusion is that, you know, if you look at the possible explanations, then the, the, the best one is, is that uh, people uh, uh, have actually seen something and, and something which corresponds quite closely to, uh, to the way they describe it, which just happens to be very similar uh, to the way in which uh, paleoanthropologists have reconstructed uh, the fossil hominin uh, Homo floresiensis. Right. Um, can you just provide a, a general description then of, based on what people told you they saw, of what this creature looks like? Yeah. Well, as I, I, I mentioned, they, they are um, they, they are small bodied, uh, um, short, certainly short for uh, um, uh, a species that's that's supposed to belong to uh, the, the the genus Homo. Uh, like ourselves, um, around a meter. I mean, most uh, um, most uh, descriptions describe something which, on average, comes out as uh, about a meter or, or just over three feet uh, three feet tall. 
Um, yeah, some some estimates, some accounts refer to a shorter height, some to uh, uh, something a bit uh, a, a bit taller. They they do stand upright, uh, which is as Leo mentioned, uh, and other Flores Islanders as well. Uh, um, local monkeys certainly don't. They're, they're uh, you know they're, they're four legged animals. Um, they can stand up on two legs, but they can't walk on. Uh, uh, on two legs, um, yeah. So, so they're bipedal, and uh, um, they, um, they, they. However, uh, I mean, some some uh, reports indicate they have a rather unusual way of uh, of walking, um, uh, which some people describe as walking with a kind of uh, jumping uh, movement, and I, I was uh, very interested subsequently to uh, read the uh, interpretations of um, of paleo uh, paleoanthropologists who uh, um, uh, referred to to the, the the very large or relatively large feet of Homo parisiensis uh, uh, and other features of the skeleton, which uh, which also um, w- would have made it walk in an odd kind of a way. And indeed, uh, uh, as one um, person said, uh, as walking specifically like uh, like a clown, um, you know, <laughs> lifting the, the feet uh, uh, very high, as in, in jumping also, um, lifting the feet very, very high with, with clowns, of course, we're talking about uh, ridiculously large uh, shoes. Uh, with with Floresiensis, uh, the, um, the 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 large feet. Not many. Uh, um, Leo happened to mention that the feet, or, or specifically, you know, relatively large uh, feet. How noticeable these things would have been uh, in Floresiensis, I I I don't know, but. Uh, um, the way they describe uh, um, their ape men as moving does seem, you know, somewhat consistent with uh, um, what uh, anthropologists have interpreted for uh, the the fossil um, Floresiensis. What else to say about them? Well, they they in effect call them ape men because they say that they look intermediate, uh, more or less, between a human being uh, and um, a, and a monkey. Um, I use ape in, in a loose sense uh, that there are again no no uh, no apes like orangutans or, or gibbons uh, on Flores, um, so um, yeah, I'm generalizing and, and taking what uh, they say as uh, monkey-like to mean uh, to mean ape-like, um, and and indeed um, you know the, the specifics agree with both monkeys and apes. You're talking about uh, heavy, heavy brow ridges um, and uh, uh, heavy ridges also uh, at, at, at the side of the uh, face, the, the side of uh, uh, side of the eyes. Um, a, a prognathous uh, jaw, a, a jaw that uh, that juts out, uh, as in monkeys and apes, and also Homo floresiensis. This is another. Feature that comes up in descriptions of uh, of, of the Leo uh, Leo ape men. They're also said to be um, yeah hairy bodied, somewhat hairy bodied. Although you know how much of that uh, varies from uh, account to account. 
Uh, again, like like uh, apes or uh, uh, or monkeys, of course, from fossils, we have no way of knowing, you know, how hairy the uh, the the the, uh, the beings uh, actually were. But um, you know, various reasons for believing that um, uh, they were, you know, hairier than most modern humans. Although <laughs> some modern humans, as you know, are, are, are themselves pretty pretty hairy. Although, of course, we wear so it's not uh, it's not uh, so um, so noticeable. Um, some mention a slightly stooped posture, although that's uh, um, that's nothing kind of uh, d- definitive. Uh, and indeed, it, it uh, rather than actually being stooped, it makes sense in terms of uh, the fact they uh, had relatively long. Well, they have, the ape men have, uh, they say, relatively uh, long arms is another feature of, uh, relatively long arms, another feature of, of Homo parisiensis. So all these these correspondences, uh, um, as, as I list in, in um, uh, chapter 9 or chapter 10, I've, <laughs> I've kind of forgotten now, but uh, uh, one of the concluding chapters anyway, um, there's a series of correspondences which make for uh, you know quite a startling, uh, quite an arresting resemblance between the fossil and what um, uh, Flores Islanders were telling me they'd seen. You know, even before the uh, the, the uh, discovery of uh, Floresiensis and and uh, the reports on that uh, uh, species uh, came out back in uh, 2004. Hmm. Reading the book, I get the impression that. The, the territory that, that the Leo people live in and the ape men live in is is quite different. The the Leo uh, tend to have like small holdings and raise animals and mm-hmm. the ape men probably live sort of in more more towards the mountains. Did did you find that yeah. most encounters would happen sort of on the border between those two areas of ter- of territory? Um yeah. Yeah, no, no, indeed, that that's right. The the uh, the, the typical uh, uh, habitat of the ape men uh, is um, high high mountain forests. Forests. Um, Leo live live below the high mountain forests. Um, although you know some Leo villages are, are, are themselves you know pretty uh, pretty high up but uh, in either case the um, Leo do do enter the forest for uh, uh, various purposes they, they, they do lay gardens Swidden, Swidden fields in, uh, uh, in in forested areas um, and they enter uh, the forest to uh, to, to hunt uh, as well. And indeed, it was in 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 mountain forests that, that most of the uh, accounts were uh, recorded. Um, the um, yeah, uh, the, the, the the I also say that the the, the you know I, I I range the different accounts in, in the book from you know less credible to to more credible, and uh, the most credible ones uh, pertain to to the highlands, forested areas, uh, uh, in the mountains. So so that's that you know make makes sense as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, from reading the book. It's interesting to understand the challenges that an anthropologist will face when trying to uh, translate 
what the people are describing sometimes. I, it was interesting that the Leo people use tales as a terminology, as a sort of a headcount of, of things in general. Yeah. So when there are reports of the eight men having tales, that that's something that you have to bear in mind. Are there, were there other examples of that with the Leo language that you had to consider when um, taking reports of encounters with eight men? Um, well, well, indeed, I, um, yeah, it's interesting you should mention the tales. I, I particularly enjoyed uh, taking on that little challenge. Of course, uh, if, um, if if we're talking about creatures with, with, with tales, even short ones, uh, you know, we, we can't be talking about any kind of, uh, of hominin, um, you know, a member of, uh, of our genus Homo or, or you know, or other... Uh, um, more archaic forms of uh, uh, of hominins. So, so you know, you you might say a person might conclude from the tales that um, you know we're talking about some kind of a, an imaginary being, or, or maybe some kind of a, some kind of a monkey. Apes also, like chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans, and so on, uh, also don't uh, don't have. Uh, um, so they're more like us than uh, uh, than monkeys. But uh, no, as I show from um, from uh, uh, reviewing features of the Leo language, and this applies to related languages in Central Flores, um, echo uh, meaning tail is uh, attributed to to anything that's not human, uh, particularly when you're. Um, in speech, when you're enumerating them, you see, so you, you, you can't just say three horses, you have to say something that yeah, could roughly be translated or over-translated as uh, three tails of horses. Now, um, immediately I need to add that uh, um, the Leo uh, are quite certain that the ape men, for all their human-like features, are not, not humans, uh, not humans like us, as they say, but indeed that they are... Um, that they are animals. So, so you know, echo makes perfect sense. Also, as I show in a number of cases, um, I should perhaps have added that uh, um, it, it's not the majority of people who say they have tails. That is, again, a minority um, opinion. Um, but at any rate, um, uh, I show in a number of cases that where tails were attributed to uh, an ape men that the, the the person either never seen the tail, we just assumed they had one. Um, he or she just assumed they had one, or indeed the short the the tail was very short, just you know an inch or two in length, perhaps. Um, and uh, um, or, or in other cases, it was it couldn't be seen because it was covered in uh, in body hair. So. Um, yeah, this kind of evidence suggests all the more that that uh, we're dealing with a kind of overgeneralization here, which um, which reflects features of uh, uh, of the uh, the local language. I will also say that um, um, you know, apart from uh, looking at uh, their spiritual beliefs, another topic I was pursuing um, all the while I was looking into. Uh, eight men was um, folk biology or, or folk zoology. Uh, so I had a, or I established in the field a broader background into um, the way people talk about uh, uh, 
uh, animals of um, uh, of of all sorts, and and you know what they know about uh, um, uh, local local animals. So, so I, I was quite an essential uh, uh, context for, uh, for 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 the book. Uh, and indeed, I mean another another uh, point I make in the book is that um, if uh, if eight men have uh, certain fantastic features. Um, not just the tails, but uh, there's an idea that they're able to disappear and transform and so on. Uh, th th these same uh, powers are attributed uh, to, uh, to to other animals, which, which are more well, not more familiar to them, but, but which are documented by uh, academic, uh, academic science. And, and, and three I mentioned in particular in the book are... Uh, um, uh, giant giant uh, uh, land crabs um, and um, freshwater turtles and uh, dugongs or or, uh, uh, or or sea cows, which is an interesting comparison because uh, uh, dugongs are human-like as well and, and are uh, believed by Leo to have uh, derived ultimately from a human being. Or human beings, as they say, are uh, are uh, are ape men. So yeah, features of the language, uh, uh, their discourse about um, animals generally that uh, that they know. Um, th these are all uh, important uh, important parts of uh, of this study. Mm, absolutely, uh, there's something I wanted to talk about. Actually, is that I, I, it was interesting to read that although the ape men, there are reports of them having supernatural attributes that that isn't exclusively limited to them. I it, 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 it is it's interesting that other animals, which are are known to science, are also considered to have that sort of thing associated with them. Yeah, indeed, and uh, well, in fact, I might add also that. Um... According to Leo um, and other Flores Islanders, that there's some human beings who uh, who have these supernatural uh, um, abilities as well. So, so again, I I think people probably or would probably be uh, inclined, you know, hearing about a creature that could uh, supposedly um, vanish into thin air or, or whatever, where they would they would tend to think of this is you know, pretty imaginary and and uh, and fantastic um and and you know um uh, not not a real animal but something more like a um a forest spirit whereas uh, you know as as is clear from these other cases um it, it, that that's not a valid argument yeah um can you just talk a little bit more about the leo spiritual worldview is there a distinct divide between matter and spirit or or is there sort of a an intermediate area between those two things? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting question, although a bit bit difficult to generalize about. I mean, they they do, as I indicated earlier, they they do distinguish between um, animals and humans on the one hand, and and uh, and spirits. Uh, insofar as spirits are uh, don't have bodies uh, and are therefore uh, 
uh, invisible, although they can be detected uh, sometimes, they say, by um, other senses. Uh, you, 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 can, you, can, uh, um, you, you can smell uh, spiritual beings uh, sometimes. You can, uh, uh, you can hear them insofar as, uh, you know, the sound of wind when there is no wind uh, kind of thing uh, is reckoned to be um, produced by, uh, um, by spirits. Also, um, uh, spirits, some spirits are able to take the form of, um, of, um, of animals, um, particularly snakes and, and uh, uh, similar animals like, uh, like eels. And uh, there's one kind of spirit which always takes the form of, or usually takes the form of, a, of, of an attractive uh, a woman, but uh, doesn't maintain that form for very long before, again, vanishing into, uh, uh, into um, thin air. So... Um, yeah, there, there, there is a, there is a a boundary, but it's a little bit uh, uh, porous, uh, perhaps sometimes. Although I will say it's mainly um, certain people, uh, a, a small number of people uh, with special powers who are able, for example, to see uh, spirits, uh, including uh, to some extent the uh, the beautiful uh, women. I. I I mean, also say that that um, these are things. The spirits are things that you ordinary folk, at any rate, are not uh, are not supposed to see. So there 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 are you know um, distinctions among humans in in, in regard to uh, um, uh, experience, possible experience of uh, of animals on the one hand, and uh, uh, and and spiritual beings on. Um, on the other. Hmm. Uh, the second part of the book concerns uh, stories of ape men, myths and sort of secondhand stories of encounters with these beings. Mm-hmm. What role do, do ape men have in the myths of the Leo? Yeah. Um, not a great deal, actually. I mean, I mean, there are a, a few myths uh, that feature, um, Feature ape man that the man that there's a sort of genre of myth which you know is as typical of myth as set in a kind of timeless past back towards the beginning of uh, of things um, where um, yeah a number of ape men are are uh, typically they steal something um, and um, they're discovered hiding in a cave and and uh, local people. The ancestors of the Leo set light to the cave and and um, and and, and uh, you know kill them uh, in that um, in that way. Uh, this is a, a myth which is told about uh, mystery hominoids in, in other parts of uh, um, other parts of Flores, by the way. For example, among uh, the Nage, as I've uh, as I've described elsewhere. Um, but also, uh, it, it doesn't seem to have a, a you know widespread incidence in uh, in Indonesia or even eastern Indonesia. But uh, interestingly enough, the uh, the same theme crops up again in um, Sri Lanka uh, with regard to 
Yeah, mystery hominoids, uh, which uh, are called Nitavayu, which I'm not sure if I got that pronunciation uh, correct. But, but, but anyway, they're supposed to have been killed off also by lo- local people um, having set light to a, a, a cave. Um, it was sort of suggests to me that this is a, a more than anything, or as much as anything, a, a mythical tradition which has been kind of uh, imposed upon uh, you know different beings in uh, in different parts of the world. In fact, interestingly enough, um, there is a, a, um, there are a, a, a myth from from Borneo, uh, not too far from uh, Flores, where um, the same uh, theme. Um, yeah, you know, thieving creatures being chased into a cave or, or, or to some other place where from which they can't easily uh, uh, escape, uh, which is then set on fire and and they're 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 wiped out and so on. Um, that that um that that is is applied in Borneo to to monkeys, <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, and also um, in in um, uh, Taiwan. Um, there is a tradition of uh, small humans, dwarfs, they're usually uh, called. Um, most of the, the Formosan Aboriginal tribes have myths about these dwarfs, and in some of these myths, uh, again, they are uh, locally exterminated by people. Um, people like the storytellers, of, of course, setting fire to... Uh, uh, to, to, to cave. So um, I, I should mention that the uh, the the the, uh, um, the languages of uh, of Taiwan, um, generally called uh, Formosan, uh, are, are related to um, the languages spoken throughout uh, Indonesia and and Polynesia. So there's a linguistic uh, cultural connection here. The only thing I wanted to add. In that regard, was that um, whereas previously the um, the the dwarfs of uh, uh, of Taiwan were reckoned to be imaginary, um, it, recently uh, um, there has been uh, uh, um, a report on uh, the excavation of uh, small uh, human skeletons, uh, which have been interpreted as belonging. To um, uh, Southeast Asian uh, Negritos, uh, peoples that, that uh, are still still uh, uh, found certainly uh, as uh, citizens of Malaysia and uh, and the Philippines, also the Andaman Islands in uh, in the Indian Ocean, uh, by the way, um, and um, yeah, but ne- never never for Taiwan, but but. Uh, now, now we have this skeletal material, which, um, well, the, the the archaeologists and paleoanthropologists have, have basically concluded that, uh, uh, you know, the, the, these these uh, demonstrate the veracity of of the the dwarf um, myths. Uh, they they show that they did have an um, very very likely had a basis in uh, in empirical. Uh, empirical reality so just 
sort of segue a little bit there. I, I um, it just shows that in anthropology, more specifically archaeology and uh, human paleontology, you, you never know what you're going to get next. You know, there's some uh, some discovery that uh, changes our, uh, our our view of uh, view of things. We were talking originally about uh, uh, Leo myths. Yeah, there are one or two others which relate to. Uh, the, the origin of, of ape men, which uh, they say had a, an origin very much like monkeys, in fact, uh, um, insofar as they derive from misbehaving uh, humans, basically. But, but they, you know, there's not a lot of myths about, uh, um, uh, myths or legends about uh, ape men, that they're mostly spoken of in, in the here and now. Um, either as uh, you know, general descriptions of of, uh, um, of creatures that are supposed still to, to survive or which survived until very very recently, uh, or, or indeed in in um, spoken of it in reports by people who say who say they've seen one. Hmm. So, do you think that the myth of the of the cave of the eight men being trapped in a cave um, and killed is that is it preserving a, a cultural memory do you think um possibly i mean there are uh, in 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 flores in the naga region for example uh, you know firing caves setting fire to caves in in that way is uh, it, it, it is is used as a, a means of um, of exterminating uh, other pesky creatures like like wild cats for example feral cats which which you know live in crevices in wild uh, places but uh, come into villages and, and steal uh, steal chickens so um as, as regards the the ape men specifically it's said there by leo that uh, in fact this is a feature which is often mentioned of uh, uh, of these hominoids is that they physically they're very very strong, um, so you know although they're they're relatively small you'd have difficulty uh, um, <laughs> difficulty dealing with in in certain uh, and and uh, combat um, so it's probably the strongest chimpanzees say which are very strong so um, if they do uh, collect in caves. Uh, or, or you know, spend time in caves as ape men are supposed to do. Then uh, you know, waiting till they're all inside, or, or you know, chasing them into a cave and uh, and then firing it, you know, with, with local uh, dry vegetation, uh, you know, wood or whatever is uh, is a logical way of of uh, of dealing with those uh, those creatures. Yeah, and I, I wonder as well if the people. Uh, interacted with the with the ape men more. They've they shared more territory, perhaps, um, in the past. Well, that that's yeah. No, I mean, that's that's an interesting question. I mean, they do generally say, Leo generally say that um, that that uh, well, they're now very rare. Ape men were 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 more common in uh, in the past. Uh, they say that as people have sort of moved. Uh, Further inland, um, even upslope to a degree, uh, the, uh, the 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 ape men have moved, you know, further up into into the highland uh, um, highland forests. I, I I will say mention though that that um, 
the, the population, current population of Flores, human population is uh, around 2 million, but um, most uh, most people live on, on the coast or near the coast rather than in, in the highlands. Um, and uh, also, actually, I was just reading uh, um, something else I, I'd written uh, a, a while ago. The... the um, it's over forty percent of the of the population of two million, forty five percent I think is uh, is resident in in the far western part of the island. Where, whereas of course uh, with uh, with Nage and Leo, uh, we're talking about the um, the central and, and eastern or, or uh, um, east central parts of uh, of the island. Um, yeah, uh, how they interacted in the past is is difficult to know. I I, I don't think it's uh, uh, I I don't think it necessarily follows that uh, uh, modern humans would have tried to to, to uh, immediately try to to wipe them out, or kill them, kill them off, unless they had some practical reason for uh, for, for for doing so. Yeah? For for example, if if they were in competition over. Uh, over food, um, but um, yeah, I, I, it is a fact that uh, uh, Leo say eight men will, again, not very commonly it seems, but but will steal from fields, uh, corn or, or, or maize mostly, um, but um, uh, something to realise there is that uh, um, that 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 cereal, maize, and other crops were only introduced to uh, Flores four or five hundred years ago. Um, maize, of course, comes from uh, from the new new world, from the uh, the Americas. So, yeah, previous to that, uh, uh, you know, that they there uh, there wouldn't necessarily have been competition over food. Uh, it seems more likely, and this has been mentioned by some of the paleos as well, and more likely than they're talking about Homo floresiensis, of course, uh, that, that Homo floresiensis, uh, um, to, to, to further that analogy, uh, um, maintained uh, uh, different uh, territories, a different, different somewhat different uh, uh, ecological uh, niche uh, from, uh, from modern humans, who, again, were concentrated more Towards the um, towards the coast and and on on lower slopes and and uh, uh, and and so on and and indeed um, you know that they, they um, well humans at some point on Flores were were hunter gatherers um, whereas the later populations though were uh, were, were cultivators and, and they raised uh, raised animals as Leo still. Uh, Still do today. One thing to say about uh, Floresiensis um, that that parallels what Leo say about the ape men is that they are primarily uh, plant eaters. Um, so and, and and indeed, there's lots of wild plants uh, up up in the up in the highlands. So uh, you know, it, it's not at all obvious that uh, um, there isn't a food base to. Uh, to support um, any any hominoids, non-human hominoids, non-sapiens hominoids that um, that that still survive, uh, uh, you know, in more desolate parts of the of the island, uh, high up in the mountains. Hmm. Yeah. 
uh, the third part of the book uh, details eyewitness accounts. And earlier on, you mentioned that you you move from less credible to more credible. Um, mm-hmm. What factors did you use to determine credibility for eyewitness accounts? Yeah. Um, well, it depended on where, where the sighting uh, took place, you know, the, the sorts of details that... Uh, the person was uh, able to uh, able to to provide. Um, so if, if if the encounter um, took place, you know, close to the the coast, uh, lower down, um, then, then it wasn't a good ca- candidate for a credible uh, credible uh, report. That the time of uh, the time of day was also. Um, uh, was another uh, criterion, um, largely because uh, um, uh, you know uh, the creature would have been more better visible uh, in in daylight, uh, of course. But uh, also the um, the the the, uh, the personality, if you will, of of the um, of the reputed eyewitness was. Uh, uh, was important, and, and uh, I mean, there's no one criterion that that uh, um, you know definitely ruled a, a sighting out. So it, you know, one had to take these things in uh, in combination. But uh, where you had a person who was uh, uh, known to be a man of power, as they called an akabisa, this is a kind of a um, you know a, a mystic, uh, um, a, a magician. These are people who do. One can say good work in terms of curing um, uh, people, uh, uh, by the way. But nevertheless, these are people who uh, need to make and uh, uh, maintain a, a, a reputation of, uh, you know, being uh, um, involved in, in unusual events and experiences. And, and um, so if one of these men of power, and they are usually men rather than women, by the way, in fact, nearly always men. I think uh, they, um, yeah. I, I, but when you hear that they they've seen uh, um, an men, one one immediately becomes uh, becomes cautious. Although again, there was a uh, um, a man. Um, I forget the name. I give him in the book. I um, I, I use pseudonyms, uh, 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 of course. Um, but but there was a man in in that category who nevertheless uh, um, produced some quite remarkable uh, um, details of of uh, creatures he claimed he he'd uh, he'd seen. But but anyway, I just mentioned that as a um, an example of how you know you you need to uh, look at the, the interests of uh, of the person who's who's uh, giving you the. Uh, giving you the the report of course the um other things being equal the 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 uh, the, the best the most credible um reports are, are those where uh, two or more people uh saw um a, a hominoid a, 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 at the same time so and and you know where, where one's able to uh, compare uh the different accounts uh, talking to the the, the people concerned um, separately, of course, uh, and ensuring that uh, you know there's no communication uh, between them in 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 the meantime. Um, yeah, so 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 that uh, I think gives some uh, 
some idea. I, 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 another pretty obvious conclusion, uh, uh, of course, is if uh, somebody says they've uh, they, they've um, they've seen something which sounds nothing like uh, um, you know the the, the, the normal the, the ordinary usual descriptions of uh, of ape men. You you have to conclude that they've uh, at the least seen uh, seen seen something. Uh, Something else. Um, none of the best, um, the, the best accounts, the best eyewitness accounts, by the way, included, and I point point this out, included uh, details that you could you could uh, dismiss as imaginary or supernatural, or uh, you know, no one ever actually saw, um, no one in that category actually saw an ape man with a tail, or uh, um, you know, saw one uh, fly away or, or disappear or what have you. Mm. A couple of the uh, eyewitness accounts, which were, I feel like were more credible than some of the, the earlier ones in that section of the book, involved uh, finding the bodies of eight men. In oh, one yeah. instance where uh, one was, was struck by a truck. Um, yeah. When you, when you hear those sorts of accounts where they say they saw a body, um, do do your eyes light up, or are you are you waiting for the point at which they say, "Oh, we don't have it," or "I can't find it"? <laughs> is it is it frustrating, or is it is it more exciting than other uh, eyewitness reports? Yeah, um, I, I I think uh, well, I mean, one thing I'll say is that, that there were uh, two, at least two uh, instances where uh, people said they they'd seen bodies. In both instances, uh, the 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 bodies were seen by more than one one person. Um, although in the first case, uh, I I was unable to to uh, this is something that happened long ago, and um, that, that I I wasn't able to um, you know speak to uh, um, uh, other people besides my my main. Uh, my main informant. Um, I, I, I mean, one thing to stress, I, I think, is is that uh, the the, the uh, encounters that that involved uh, bodies uh, scored highly in credibility by other criteria as uh, as well. That, that's why both of those go in the um, in chapter uh, the, the last chapter on uh, on eyewitness. Uh, reports um yeah i i um another thing about uh, seeing bodies of course is that you would expect people to uh to to get a, a better look uh at the the specimen than you know if it were alive and uh you know running away as, as it uh, typically uh typically would be um i should add though that that um this gets back to uh this little bit of a supernatural aura which uh, ape men have. Um, Leo say that, that they're scared of ape men, <laughs> and 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 they also say that ape men are, are scared of them, which which makes uh, makes even uh, even more sense uh, uh, perhaps. So, um, but but no, they, they they are considered you know somewhat powerful beings in in uh, a sense other than. Physical, that they are uncanny creatures as well, as my evidence uh, shows for uh, for for the Leo. That they, they they're not quite right. You know, they they 
They, they, they look generally like humans, but uh, there are certain respects in which, you know, facially in terms of uh, uh, appearance, that they, they are definitely something else or, or, you know, almost certainly something uh, something else and, and are therefore uncanny. Um, people react to the uncanny in, uh, uh, in negative ways, typically, uh, not, not least of which is, is, you know, removing yourself from it. Uh, running away so um as happened in these instances the uh the, the cases you mentioned including the one that was struck by uh by a truck um uh, people didn't wait around long enough uh, uh to um you know to to really inspect it uh um uh closely uh, and, and indeed nor would one you know, I mean, they're, they're not scientists after all, uh, or, or um, you know, people with any kind of modern education for the uh, the, the most part. So, you know, the, the uh, quote-unquote scientific uh, interest of, of such a discovery is something uh, um, un, that, that, that unknown to them, certainly would have been in those, uh, the instances I, um, I, I describe. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point that you raised there. I, it's it's something that that these sorts of studies of these sorts of creatures has to deal with. And cryptozoology, especially, is the is the lack of physical evidence a lot of the time. But you know, I I think if I was in a forest and I found a body like that, I would. That's quite a frightening experience. It's it's a, quite a disquieting thing. To, to witness isn't it so I, I wouldn't blame somebody for not particularly wanting to remember where the body was or or hang around <laughs> yeah no i i mean both cases as you may recall um the the there, there was a concern uh by the discoverers to, to to get rid of the body to to uh well in one case to uh to bury it um uh, and indeed, in one instance, this is what the person or one of the persons very quickly did uh, was was removed it, in fact, to uh, uh, some location on on the seashore, some some distance away, let it float away in a box. I was told. Um, and uh, the the other instances, the, the the body was left for various practical reasons. Uh, the the uh, the truck driver and his mates uh, planned to return, but when they did, they found the body gone. Again, not uh, nothing, nothing miraculous. Um, an animal, a dog, say a wild pig, um, could have uh, could could have could have dragged it dragged it off. There are other possibilities which I won't go into, but I it, it's almost I would say to be uh, to be expected. So um, yeah, no, I I I must say those those stories, the, the especially the eyewitness reports. I uh, I, I think, uh, regardless of what uh, anybody thinks of this topic, I I, I think uh, those those are the most you know engaging and enjoyable parts of the book to uh, to to read. And I, I think it was important to you know go into those stories one by one in some detail to reach more general conclusions hmm yeah the final part of the the book it is titled what to believe and in, in that you sort of 
don't reach conclusions, but you but you, you go into some more detail about what your research might indicate. Uh, I won't ask you to to spoil that for people that want to read the book. <laughs> um, but but <laughs> but what conclusions did you reach uh, after your research, after talking to all the people, and about what the ape man is and if it still exists? Yeah, well, I do conclude that we can't um, dismiss this. Uh... For various reasons, numerous reasons. In fact, we can't dismiss this as, uh, uh, or these these uh, beings as as purely uh, purely imaginary. And um, yeah, that weighing all the evidence, the, the best explanation is that, as I said earlier, um, they they uh, um, the, the Leo Leo eyewitnesses, or most of them, at any rate, uh, did indeed see something, something that. Uh, Sounds very much like uh, the fossil hominin Homo floresiensis, who's supposed to have uh, have gone extinct uh, fifty thousand years ago. Um, I did that final chapter actually. I, I uh, if I'm going to sort of write further uh, on this topic, that final chapter is uh, uh, one I'd I'd like to expand upon because there are a lot of uh, uh, features of anthropological research. Um and and writing which need to be understood as a sort of tradition as a, as a, a series of 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 conventions, um so that yeah anybody certainly anybody who's not uh, uh, a professional zoologist say who suggests that you know there is a an animal um out there like like Bigfoot or you know you name it um despite the, the whatever merits uh, the, uh, the case may have um is is likely to be rejected or ignored or what what have you by by professional uh, by professional biology um and i i um well I, I, as you say i won't i won't spoil it for readers uh, um i i obviously don't dispute the the theory of evolution but but there are Certain habits, it seems that that uh, biologists uh, have, which which need to, and anthropologists as well, and uh, I'd include myself in this, uh, which need to be looked at more more closely. Um, for example, uh, um, Homo floresiensis has been described as as uh, archaic and, and primitive, and so on, which is. Um, which is fine in a way. It's a way of of, of describing, um, categorizing certain physical uh, uh, features, but um, it uh, you know such features don't mean that that the the, uh, the species in question has to be extinct. That it shouldn't uh, survive until uh, you know recent geological times. Um, this is one of the surprises of the discovery of Homo floresiensis, by the way, uh, and that is that it did, uh, you know, uh, it's very different from Homo sapiens and uh, in the sorts of ways I, I've indicated, it's physically uh, archaic or, or primitive, and yet, uh, yeah, it survived until at least 50,000 uh, years ago, and that's uh, only according to the evidence of a single site. We don't know where else it might have lived on the island. Or, or, you know, uh, for, for how long? Mm, absolutely. Well, Greg, I, I really enjoyed your book and this has been a brilliant conversation. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. 
Well, thanks very much. I'm pleased to uh, be here. And uh, yeah, mind just mentioned that the book is coming out in paperback this month. I don't have an exact date, but that might be helpful. Brilliant. So, yeah, if people want to get a hold of the book, paperback or hardback, and find out more about your work, how best do they do that? Okay. How do they do that? Um, well, readily available on sites like Amazon and so on, and selling books. Um, a, a good bookshop. Uh, what's, yeah, no, yeah, you can always be ordered in, of course, if it isn't on the shelves. Excellent. Well, I'll, uh, I'll make sure to put that information in the show notes. Okay, great. Thanks, Greg. Okay, thanks again. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Greg. Between Ape and Human offers an intriguing perspective on cryptozoological research and is a must-read if you are interested in that area of Fortiana. Please consider rating this episode wherever you listen and sharing it on social media as it really helps some other sphere to grow and find new listeners. You can follow Some Other Sphere on Twitter and Mastodon and subscribe on most of the well-known podcast platforms. You can also support the upkeep of the podcast with a donation via Ko-fi. Details on how to do that are in the show notes. If you'd like to email me here at SphereHQ, the address is someothersphere at gmail.com. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Until next time, be safe and well, and I hope you'll join me again soon for another episode of Some Other Sphere.